Damn, it's really ha- it's really happening. Podcast this is number it. one. This is podcast number one. The next thing you know, you're gonna get the that Joe Rogan deal. The Joe Rogan deal. The Spotify is at the top of the line. Hundred million. The Joe dollars. Rogan feature. You think that's like the biggest one? You heard that right? Yeah. People got hundred million to be on Spotify. Damn. He's moving to Texas. Yeah. He's tired of California. Are you tired of California? Not me. Mm-hmm. Are we starting this? Mm-hmm. It's on already? It's on. So, for those who don't know, who are you, bro? My name is Nasty Neckface, number one. And uh, what, what's this podcast called? Your podcast? Yeah. Or the it. name of the episode? The name of the, the name of the podcast. Oh, shit. Fucking um, the Septic RV Podcast. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sick. I posted something today. I was like, what should I call it? Full said, um, all pod, no cast. All pod, no cast. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then I was thinking RV talk. RV talk. But then it sounds like I'm making a show about, like, van traveling. Or does it? Does it yeah, matter? yeah, yeah. There's going to be some old dude who's, like, hella into RVs. Who's, like, Yeah, stoked. he's going to tune in and be like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so you got this new zine, Uncut Death. Uncut Death, man. That's the purest death you can get is the uncut death. You ever died before? <laughs> Have I died before? Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. Definitely shook uh, death's hands a couple times. Big one was in uh, in Africa. That was like the closest to death I've ever been. Was in South Africa. And uh, we were going down this fucking gnarly ass hill in this place called Valley of a Thousand Hills. You could look it up. We got this local to take us to this like this ramp in the middle of nowhere over there in Africa. And we're all in like a 15 passenger van. Fucking... Um, this local was telling us to go this shortcut and he took us down this crazy ass route and we're going down like a straight dirt dirt hill like you could look this shit up on the internet and it's like you know those pictures of like a mountain and it's like got one road that goes like this and there's like a couple houses like here and there mm-hmm. that's what we we're on and fucking uh we're going down this dirt road and we're all drinking and shit fucking like talking shit like damn we'd be fucked if the brakes went out or whatever and then sure enough, everyone like uh, our homie Nuge and P Stone, rest in peace, was in the front in the front seat. He didn't die in this accident, but we heard them be like, "Brakes are out, brakes are out," and they weren't like screaming like, "Brakes are out, brakes are out." They're like like it was all good. It was just like, nah. It, I think they were like in shock. Mm-hmm. Like Nuge was in shock. Like brakes are out, dude. Like brakes are really out. All gas, no brakes, we just gon' keep sliding. Snakes in the grass, watch out for rats and all the feline. I cut everybody off, keep hitting decline. And then um, we're going down this hill, and it starts going boom, boom, boom. The whole fucking, the whole van just starts going, like rattling shits flying all over the place. We're like, whoa, 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 and starts getting real, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're like, whoa, whoa, put the brakes, e-brake, e-brake. And then you smell the e-brake burning, just like, like you smell that shit burning. And uh, and this whole nuge, he could have took a. Uh, the, the dirt road, if we went to the right, it would have been like a hard right, and we would have like, we would have basically like flipped down the fucking hill to death, just like straight down. And uh, he took a he took a hard left, and we ended up going through a fucking uh, like this metal fence of this like this farm slash house or some shit, and boom, we bust the fence open like a movie, and fucking there's like chickens and donkeys and shit running out of the way, like this is real like Africa like. We're in it. And um, he heads towards this yurt, this yurt, and uh, there's a lady breastfeeding her her baby in front of it. 
And then we're like, oh, shit, everyone's like grabbing on the shit. And we're like, oh, we're dead. And this fool smashed into the yurt, half the fucking, half the van. He, he took it to his side just in case, like, he was the one to go. Like, uh, he took it to his side. The whole fucking front of the van smashed in. The fucking lady ran out of the way just in time. And boom, we smashed into that shit. Some boards hit me in the back of the head. Because we had, like, all our gear. We had, like, band equipment, skateboards, like, fucking, like, 15 people in there. Like, it would have been, like, uh, it would have been what Jake said, a sad day for skateboarding. We would have all been smoked. We got out. The dude who told us to go that route, his fucking knee popped out. And then P-Stone just went and popped his shit back in. Boom. Gave him a fucking beer. And then we were all just, like, tripping out. Just, like, what? Like, everyone was like, dude, we almost got smoked right now. Like That's crazy. And then, uh, and then uh, we ended up paying for the fucking yurt. That was, like, a, a religious yurt. They go in there and, like, pray and shit. And uh, we paid for it. And it was, like, 300 bucks U.S. Like, we were, like, they were, like, oh, we. The dude came. He's, like, you guys got to pay for the for the yurt or whatever and we're like how much is it and he's like it's 300 bucks we're like dude here <laughs> fucking fuck, yeah. that's nothing from mm-hmm. all of us and we paid for it and um and then we got in another van and then we the first batch of people got there got back to the to the camp safe and then the second batch they went and picked up the second batch to to go in the van and then that break started fucking up they were, everyone point, jumped out. Just like, no everyone jumped way. out of the fucking van and was like, "Dude, we're walking. Fuck this shit." And they walked for like an hour. Yeah. To get to the camp, they're like, "Fuck that. We're walking down this. There's like goats and shit walking next to you and shit. It was mm-hmm. crazy." But yeah, that was a real, 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 real deal. Looking death in the eye. Was that your closest brush with uh with death? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's been a couple like other other things, but. Yeah, that one's straight up. It's like the gnarliest one. That is gnarly. Do you think you'd go to heaven or hell if you were to die? I'm trying to go to hell. <laughs> I'm trying to go to hell. There's more, probably more uh, more fun shit going on over there. All the people who party. I don't think you go to heaven for partying. No, it's probably weak. <laughs> straight up. You think this dude fucking, you think you'll see this dude in, in heaven? What's that fool's name? Shit, I don't know. He hasn't told me yet. Mm. But it's kind. Of, I think it's just like a screeching noise. Yeah. I'm about to read the first page of your thing because I was very interested by it. it yeah, says, read it. A, loving, a long time ago, a misbehaved child was locked in the basement for an entire summer. That's you? Bored out of his skull, the child stumbled across a dusty old box. Uncle Gabriel's shit, stay out, was written across it. Inside this box, heavy metal tapes, fireworks, dark fantasy magazines, and a sheet of acid. Under the spell of acid, the child began to learn how to draw his favorite images. With heavy metal ringing through his ears, a stockpile of drawings emerged that summer. These are these drawings. The child, nasty neck face. Damn, that shit sounds like a movie. Is that a true story? Yeah. How old were you when you found that sheet of acid? Nah, that ain't a true story. Oh, really? <laughs> but it sounds sick as fuck, right? It does sound pretty sick. That's a movie, dude. That How- came out of my brain. It's amazing. <laughs> I can imagine it right now as like a cartoon Genesis story. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically all these drawings, all these pencil drawings, like this isn't like norm- my normal. You guys all know my shit and you know that this isn't my normal type yeah. of artwork. But I do draw like this and I draw like this all the time when I'm bored. When I'm like, this is this is doodling to me. This yeah. is like doodling to me. So like when I'm watching TV or watching some shit, I'm just drawing like fucking like trying to draw as 
trying to draw as best as I could as like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I kind of like try to like transform myself into a different character when I'm drawing this shit. Yeah. So I am thinking that I'm a kid who found acid in the basement. Who's trying to redraw these Dungeons and Dragons magazines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this shit's like not, not perfect. And I like how sketchy it looks and like, you know, like. I just keep imagining like a kid on acid trying to draw as sick as he can and trying to do the shading as sick as he can. So I just turn into a different character when I'm drawing this shit. And that's what's what's in this fucking uh, in this zine. So when, how old were you when you first started drawing these like uh, these demonic figures? Damn, I've been drawing like this since I can remember. Like uh, like my mom has showed me like old ass drawings from when I was a little kid. And it's the same thing. It's just like. The technique is not all there. Like, uh, same thing, like, monsters, heads getting cut off, fucking cut off limbs and shit, mm -hmm. hanging babies. Like, the same shit that you would see, like, if you saw a, a toddler drawing that shit, you'd be like, whoa, this kid's fucked up. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I've been drawing the same shit. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to start drawing all these devils and shit now. Like, I've been drawing all this shit since I was a little kid, like, except I went from colored pencils to, like, ink. Yeah. Was there a time where your mom like found a drawing of yours and was like, my son is on some shit? Hell no. No <laughs> way, dude. My mom's like, she's, she would see how psyched I was on, mm -hmm. on certain things. And she's hundred percent supportive of Sick. everything that we do. Like she's never been like, you know, like she's never been like bummed out on, on anything that we do. Like one time I drew like some crazy ass shit. Like I can't even remember what it was. Probably some like hanging babies and some, people getting their heads cut off, whatever. And my mom's like, she'll call me up. She'll be like, you drew that? I'm like, yep. She's like, you're crazy. You know, nothing like, <laughs> yeah. nothing like, oh, something's wrong with you. I got to go get you fucking some therapy or some shit. It's just been like all like, she sees a smile on my face and she's like, let him do whatever he wants. That's tight. When I was growing up, my best friend was like from Ethiopia, this dude, Leandre, and we record all this rap music. And he would like, if he ever cursed or talked about weed, his mom would call me and be like, you possessed my son. Oh like, shit. That fool's under the devil's juice or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> she acted like he was fully possessed. So yeah. I just wondered, cause a lot of your drawings are like super gnarly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So but yeah. At, at what point did you go from like drawing in a notebook to like really writing graffiti? Man. So. I guess I've been writing graffiti since I was probably like eight years old, maybe because my brothers, my older brothers had a graffiti shop mm -hmm. and, um, they had it for about, I think almost two years. And, uh, my mom, she's got five boys. I got four brothers. Right. And, uh, the two oldest brothers, they were like, I think 18 or 19 at the time. And they owned a, a graffiti shop and, uh, and my mom, she would drop us off there. She would drop us off there and we'd just be like chilling, like fucking eating hot fries and just like, you know, watching these dudes. They're like drinking 40s and like doing like writing in black books and shit. And uh, and me, my brothers and like other little friends. And it was like a daycare center. Like my mom would just drop us off and be out and we'd be there at like a graffiti shop. It's like a gnarlier version of like being at a skate shop. And we'd go to the back. They have like legal walls and shit. And we'd find like cans on the ground. And then I remember like finding caps. And then like it being so hard to push down that I'd be like have my whole hand going like this, like pressing down and I'd write like fuck or like draw like mm -hmm. a fucking like mad face or whatever I could draw. You know, I just, yeah. it was always like I think the first thing I wrote on the wall was fuck for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I've always been around graffiti like my brothers are like tra traditional graffiti artists and um, 
And then when I was like, was it like freshman year of high school or some shit? I was like, man, I want to do this. I was like, I want to start writing on shit. I was like, I, I was like, I need to come up with a name. And then I was like, I was like, damn, I got to come up with some name that no one's ever going to ever think of or already have because I've, I've seen at the graffiti shop, like some beef go down, like, Hey, I already write fucking whatever. I write fucking, uh, Kool-Aid wizard. Yeah. I write wizard <laughs> dragon. Yeah. Wizard dragon or star, you know, like there's always like somebody that has the same name. Mm-hmm. So it was like, damn, I got to come up with a fucking different name that no one's ever going to think of. I was like, but what? I was like, what am I going to think of? And, uh, for some reason, um, my homie, this kid, Freddie, his name's, his name's Freddie, but we used to call him ring around the lip because he had like the dirtiest face and, uh, he would lick his, lick his lips. And the only thing clean was his lips. You're talking about acne or like actual dirt? Dirt. I'm yeah. talking about straight dirt. How'd he get that on his face? From just being, dude, I was dirty too, but I wasn't licking my face, but uh, we used to call him <laughs> ring around the lip. And, uh, for some reason he would always say neck. Like we were always in the like Kung Fu, like Van Damme, Bruce Lee, like all kinds of like blood sport, all kinds of sick ass movies. And, uh, and this fool, we'd go, we'd go and like beat up kids in the neighborhood and shit. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, man, when I see that fool, I'm gonna kick him in his neck. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm gonna punch him straight in his neck. He'd always say neck, neck, neck. First things out of his mouth was neck. Like that's the first, first thing to attack. And I just die laughing. Like, dude, why do you say neck? And so that <laughs> word, that word neck was always so fucking funny to me. And then, um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I was like, that's that half, that's how, that's how I got half of it. Neck face. And I was calling people like ass, ass jacks or some shit face, ass face jacks, or I forget what. And then I just combined the, the two. And then when the first time I wrote it, I just started laughing and I was like, all right, this is it. Yeah. I was like, and then for, for, for the longest time, just writing the word neck face was like funny to me and then i was like and then i stopped laughing i was like all right i gotta start writing some quotes under this shit to keep it going keep it funny to Mm me i didn't really care what like anyone else thought it was like trying to just make myself laugh like just writing like beat your kids god's god owes me money like Mm -hmm. all kinds of shit just to keep the funny going or whatever but yeah that's i guess i don't know eight years old is when i started doing graffiti Mm -hmm. but probably freshman year of high school is when i officially started i guess right so what are your favorite quotes of all time that you've said i know what mine is but i'm gonna let you let you go first damn dude i got so many it's like there's some that i i i completely forget about that i'm like dude those are good um beat your kids is good beat your kids is good because uh i think if you discipline your kids they will listen to you (laughs) <laughs> yeah like that timeout shit don't work like if my mom told me to go sit somewhere and i'm on timeout for five minutes i'd be like <laughs> yeah fucking right i ain't gonna do that shit but yeah i definitely got my ass beat so beat your kids and and uh i mean if i didn't get my ass beat i don't know i'd probably be a different dude what's like the worst time you ever got your ass beat by your parents oh i got hit with a high heel on the ribs and it broke yeah. skin <laughs> that was like the only thing my mom could grab and before the longest time i used to be like man fuck man fuck my mom man she just always hitting me like i'm always the one getting hit like all this shit out of out of fucking uh four brothers like i was the one that would always get hit but but then like when i got older i started realizing i'm like damn five boys 
and my dad works every day. Like, how yeah. else are you going to take care of us? Like, imagine me as a little kid. You can't put me on timeout. Like, yeah. you got to hit my ass with something. Me, on the other hand, I have, like, vegetarian <laughs> parents, and I was an only child. Yeah. So they had this shit called infant massage. This is a true story. So if I was bad, instead of hitting me or even yelling at me, this happened until I was seven years old. They'd come at me from both angles and start, like, massaging me on both sides. Like, my mom would, like, go for the head, and my dad would go for the hands, and so I would just pass out. What? So they were training me from, like, my infancy that if, like, if I was bad, they would just start deep tissue massaging, like, different parts of my body. It's crazy, right? So <sighs> I'd be seven, and I'd be having a panic attack, you know, freaking out, being like, I don't want to go home from school today, whatever. And my dad would just come up and start, like, put his hands, like, on my forehead and just start touching my shit. And my mom would start rubbing my arms from behind, and I would just curb out. And uh, so I guess we have a pretty different perspective on that. Maybe Damn, like, that's why you're kids. tweaked, huh? That's probably why I'm tweaked. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, tweaked on the low. Yeah. You're like kind of like you're ready to burst. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm bursting out onto this paper. No. Yeah, definitely. Do you think you would have been different if your parents did infant massage instead of being Hell like yeah, dude. I'd be a straight serial killer. <laughs> For real. If I got infant massage, I'd be fucking I'd be pissed off at people. I'd see like a spa place on the street and just probably lose it and start fucking shooting people up. <laughs> Damn, you're lucky you made it out of that one. Yeah, definitely. Or right, for now. Do you think I should beat my own kids, or should I massage them so they fall asleep? Try both out. Beat them. Massage, beat them, you know? Just yeah. hit, hit them and massage it. Just like. Yeah, definitely. Give them a little I'll rub. try that one. My favorite quote of yours is, gentrification means more hoes. Oh, yeah, man. Gentr that's a new one. That's a new one. Because I, I just learned how to spell gentrification. But uh, <laughs> but nah that that's a new one and I was like man I was in New York I was like this shit sucks I was like this this whole shit is gentrified man but there's definitely way more girls out here because of it mm -hmm. and it's like you know Whole Foods Whole Foods brings more chicks mm -hmm. so <laughs> but it's it sucks to say but it's true gentrification means more hoes yeah would you rather have it like how it was or, or now with all the hoes shit man that's a double-edged sword right there because i'd rather have it how it was just because how raw how raw everything was before but now it's like so like you know i try to i try to just look at the 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 good side of things you know it sucks gentrification sucks when people are getting pushed out and fucking like their shit's turning into a fucking yoga mat studio or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. but there's definitely gonna be more chicks yeah. So, <laughs> do you still like SF and Brooklyn and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I mean, I do, but it's that for me. For me, I I haven't lived in New York for twelve years, mm -hmm. and for me to be like, man, I remember this place was like this, whatever. And this is like, I'm talking about. I moved there in two thousand and two, and in two thousand and two, it was a it was a a different place and people from from the 90s were like dude this place has changed so much after 9-11 this and that yeah but for me going there after 9-11 and then until like fucking 10 years after for me to be like damn this i remember how this was yeah. whatever i'm like you know who who am i to who am i to say i remember how this was but if i if i'm saying how new york was before and i can just imagine it now
You know what I mean? Yeah, does that make sense? Mean. Do you feel like fools in the '70s would pull up in the '90s furiously? Oh hell yeah, dudes getting locked up in the '70s and they fucking do their bid and come out fucking the end of the '80s and be like, "What the fuck is this? The yeah. fucking cassette player? What is that?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's been happening since the beginning of time, but I guess that's just how it is. And and uh, when I moved to New York, it was still kind of raw, and it turned unraw and it turned organic. Yeah. What are your favorite <laughs> cities nowadays? Uh, my favorite cities, damn. If I had to move to a place, I'd say Australia, Sydney, Australia, or Melbourne. Yeah, I lived in Melbourne for like six or seven months. Yeah. Up in Brunswick on the north side. Yeah. I fucked you like Sydney? I like Sydney because I got more homies there, but Melbourne's more like city. Melbourne's yeah. more like, Melbourne's like between like New York and SF. Yeah, it reminds me it's of like, like Vancouver, BC a lot too. How I like, n- the, I've never been there, but yeah. Like hella condos downtown and like yeah, a yeah. huge Asian population. Yeah. Dude, it's sick. It's sick when you go across the fucking entire globe and you find the Chinatown. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> Chinatown over here? Sick. But, uh, nah, I like, um, I like Sydney. I like Melbourne. I like fucking, um, Vietnam. Vietnam is sick. Did you uh, go to Saigon or were you up north? Yeah, we went to Saigon. Um, this is tight. Hamburg is fucking sick. Damn, where else? You ever been to Albuquerque? I have been, but not not enough time to like be like hung over there. It's just like Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> like definitely partied there, fucking woke up and dipped. Yeah, for like sure. on tour or something. But uh, but yeah, dude, there's Vietnam is fucking really sick. Thailand's really tight too. Thailand, yeah. we went to uh, we went to Soy Cowboy. That's where the the lady boys are. Yeah. Did you interact with any of them? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, shit. <laughs> Only one way to find out, bro. Who knows, dude? <laughs> nah, we were in we were in there, and then um, I was with uh, with Fanta. You know Fanta Mm-mm. from my rack crew? I was with him. He was out there in, in, uh, in Thailand. He, Thailand, yeah, we're talking about Thailand. He was in Thailand, and, uh, and he met up. He's a New York writer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were in the strip club. They're like all, they're all, they got numbers on them and shit. And they're like, uh, I was like, why do they got numbers on them? They're like, oh, if you want a number five, you just say you want number five. And then you, and then I'm like there and I'm like, I'm talking to this fool and he's like local there. And I'm like, I was like that one right there. I was like, is that a, is that a dude? And he's like, yep. And I'm like picking out the hottest ones. For real? Yeah. Like straight up, like trying to pick out the hottest ones. I'm like, that one's definitely a chick, dude. That's gotta be a girl. And it's like, nope. I'm like, no way. It's like, you don't know what you're looking at. It's kind of trippy. You're like in there just like, what is going on? But, um, so we're in there and then, uh, and then all of them go off stage. All the girls or girl guys go off stage and then three, three ladies come out, right? One of them comes out before them and she's got all these balloons and shit. And she's just like, releases all these balloons and they hit the ceiling and I was like, all faded. I'm like, whose fucking birthday is it? What the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, the three girls come out after. They're butt naked. And uh, they start doing like a little dance, fucking whatever. And then we're all like tripping out. Like, what is this show going on? And uh, they basically get on their back and they're spread eagle. And then they pull out like a blow a blow dart thing. Mm-hmm. They put it in their pussy and they're just like, and shooting all the balloons off the fucking ceiling of the fucking of the place and everyone in there we're like 25 deep and we're just like what the fuck 
just watching these girls shoot all these, and they had good good accuracy too. But uh, yeah, Thailand's tight. How many feet are we talking about? From uh... dude, we're talking. The ceilings had to be like probably like 12, 12 feet, mm-hmm. twelve foot ceilings. Were you painting out there? Yeah. How's that? Painting out there was pretty sick. I went out with that dude Fana. Yeah. And um. And uh, we went paint. We went painting in a bunch of spots. We hit all the tourist spots and shit. That was pretty sick. And we had like, you know, just like auto paint, like car, like you know, cheap car yeah. paint or whatever. That's For all sure. we could get out there. And um, we had auto paint, and this fool's like, all right. He's like, we hit all the tourist spots. He's like, mm-hmm. now we're going to go to, like, some real deal, like, grimy, like, Thailand shit. And I was like, all right, let's go. And we went, and there's, like, like, I'm not even lying. There's, like, old, like, white dudes with, like, little kids. Like the full-blown sex tourists? Yeah. That's, you saw it with your own eyes? Yeah. That sounds gnarly as fuck. Like, I want to I do a video about those guys. Dude, it's there. Yeah. We saw it. We saw it and I was like, this, and they're just looking at me like, like, looking at me like if I'm in, if I'm there for the same reason too and I'm just like watching these dudes like, Jesus. That, that strip club we went to was like nothing compared to the other shit that we went in there and like had drinks and shit and it was like some real like dark shit going on over there. How young are you talking about? Fuck, I don't know, probably like 15 or something. I don't know. They were young. And the dudes are like 70 plus? Yeah. Like old, old white dudes. And it I was think like, some of them like moved there for that purpose. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. They're definitely out there doing some dirt, man. But but we, we did some tags out there. So like, I don't know, <laughs> some sketchy like sex tourist dude's going to see me up yeah. in the gnarly part of Thailand. Did you meet that dude like 60 out there or whatever? Nah. He's just like some Australian dude who lives out there, and he's like a tagger, but he's married to like the Kim Kardashian of Vietnam. Oh, she's he came like, up. She's like the top follower, like Instagram influencer, like the equivalent of I don't even know. Maybe not Kim Kardashian because she's more like social media popping, but like one of these influencer girls. Yeah. And they just like have this sick ass tattoo studio out there. Sick. So that's a cool little like world they've started. Yeah, dude. Some people go to fucking foreign places and they come up big time. Yeah, it's because crazy. they're foreign. For sure. And then you just fucking post up. That happened to me a bunch of times in Australia. Just like, you know, I have keys to this chick's apartment. and like To this day? No, <laughs> not to this day. But, like, you go out there and they're like, you came all the way from New York. And they're like, you know, you, you get treated like, this is like before the internet was popping off or whatever, you know. And, yeah. like, Instagram and all that. So you go out there and they're like, what? Like, fresh meat, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and they'll be like, yeah. Here's my keys. Fucking post up as long as you want. You're like, sick. That happened to you? Yeah, hell sick. yeah. So a couple times, dude. Just like, um, yeah, I lived in King's Cross. I lived in Bondi, Surrey Hills, all over. So you, yeah. you fuck with Australia. Super heavy. Oh, dude, I lived in Australia from 2004 to 2008, like four or five months at a time. Because in New York, I would, um, I would do all of New York, and then when it turned winter in New York, you go to Australia and it's summertime there. Active. So I was on permanent permanent summer from 2004 till 2008. Every time it got cold in New York, I dipped. I had, mm. I hit, I would hit like a gallery up or something. Be like, hey, you guys want to show or just swindle some kind of free ticket? You know, mm-hmm. they'd buy my ticket. I'd make my art, have a show. It does good. It doesn't. Whatever. And they're like, oh, when do you want to return flight? I'm like. Four months from now, they're like, what? You sure? I'm like, yep. <laughs> and then I just post up, dude, and I just be out there skating. I got a bunch of homies out there and just, like, straight local out there. 
Do you like a Coles or Woolies better? Coles or Woolies? Yeah. That's the, the fucking the, the beer stores? No, that's like their two supermarkets. Yeah. I like Coles because that's the one we live by. Coles is the one. Yeah. I'm surprised you weren't in Melbourne more, more time. That place is fucking sick. Dude, I did go to Melbourne a bunch because Dustin used to live there. Dustin Dolan. He used to live there. And that's where I first started drinking was in, in, in Melbourne. You didn't yeah. drink until then? No, I didn't drink until I was 21. Damn. Not even on some like, uh, oh, I'm not of age yet. It just like never interested me or, or whatever. Yeah. And then I was in Australia for hella long and this fool's partying. Everyone's fucking having a good time. And then I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to just try this shit. I was yeah. like, I'm going to try it. If I don't like it, I'm over it or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so we're at this place called the Ding Dong Lounge. And um, and I go to the bartender and I'm like, I'll have what he's having. And Dustin's like gnarly drinker. Or he was like drinking gnarly shit at the time. Mm-hmm. And he poured me a fucking Jaeger on the rocks. That was your first drink? First drink. <laughs> Jaegermeister on the rocks, dude. And uh, so I drink this thing. I just fucking chug it. And I'm like, I don't know any better. I'm like, I'm not even drunk yet. Yeah. Like what? I'm not even like wasted. Like this shit didn't even work. I'm like, give me another one. Mm-hmm. I scold like four of them. Like. Just not even sipping on them, just like crushed them, right? So you're wasted, right? No, not yet. Yeah. Until the fourth, like mid midway through the fourth one, I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, it all hit me at once. My dumbass thought, like, as soon as it touched my lips, I was gonna be wasted. But it took a, it took like fucking three drinks to get drunk, and I was like, oh. And then I started like, we hit the town, dude. It was like one of the funnest nights drinking ever. Like, just went to all these different bars, different shows, and shit, like mosh pits and fucking i had paint on me i was climbing on crazy ass shit riding on everything and i was like looks like i'm not drinking like after like <laughs> looks like i'm not not drinking or whatever like i was like it's yeah. on and then it was fucking party time <laughs> what's like your favorite drink to this day my favorite drink to this day is yeah. probably jim beam jim beam yeah yeah straight up jim beam's just fucking pretty grimy yeah <laughs> i like the uh jameson and then like rainier combo Oh shit! Yeah. That's some like up, up, uh, up north shit. No, that's, that's where I'm from, Seattle. Yeah, that's what my dad drinks every day. He's like a bartender up there, so he put me on when I was like, I guess like 20, 22. Because I used to drink dumb shit. Like I would always get like a, I get like tequila pineapples. Yeah, just like drinks that like homegirls would ask me to buy. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, tequila pineapple that gives you straight heartburn. Yeah, straight up. I used to drink tequila pineapple with a splash of soda, and then I ditched the pineapple, and then it was tequila soda. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking tequila soda forever. Jameson on the rocks, Jameson Coke, Jack and Coke, Jaeger and Coke, <laughs> all kinds of shit. I see the theme, bro. I got a whole book full of like my drinking phases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was your gnarliest drinking phase? Do you have like a four loco phase? Nah, no four locos, dude. Um, gnarliest drinking phase. Damn, I guess the starter starter kit starter kit is called it's called a starter kit because it'd just be a good way to like start your night and a starter kit is uh you get any cheap vodka pop off or whatever some shit you can't pronounce yeah bottles got to be plastic and then you get uh any gatorade any gatorade flavor and then you put some ice on it dump the whole fucking bottle of vodka into the gatorade you can't even taste the vodka just tastes like gatorade and then off you go there it is turn me on (laughs) turn me loose so as far as like gnarly ass road stories, when you think of your quintessential like fucked up travel road story, what comes to mind? Damn, dude, that's 
that's a hard one because we've been on the road so many times and so much gnarly shit has happened on the road. I could give you some highlights of certain certain ones. Yeah, well, a better question is like if you were to make a cartoon about like a visually comical like road experience, what would that be? Damn, any any of these skate rock stories. Skate rock is um we get we get uh like three three bands that are everyone plays, everyone's a musician and also everyone's a skater and we go say we go to China. We're in China and we dip. We go to every city in China. Boom, boom, boom. We play a show every night and we're rolling like 25, 27 deep. Like mm -hmm. hella dudes. And uh, we play a show. Any show we play, any venue we go to, it's like three people on stage and then the rest of the crew is the crowd, you know? So every show is like packed mm -hmm. and it's all homies. And then there's also like all the, all the people who are like fans of like the skating and the bands and shit. And, um, yeah, we just go, we just go cross country and hit every, that's how we ended up in South Africa, Mexico, Mexico, fucking, uh, China, like those skate rocks are gnarly, dude. Like they're some of the gnarliest trips I've ever been on. When you're rolling 27 deep, there ain't too much shit like authorities could do to you. Mm -hmm. They can't be like, Hey, get out of here and be like, tell fucking all 27 of us. Yeah. Like, we ain't going nowhere. Can you think of a particular story like along that road that was like. Super gnarly one to tell. China, dude. China. When we were in China, I can't think of the place, that, the the city we were in, but we were we were in China, and we were playing this venue, and Jake Phelps, rest in peace, was a, uh, was, what was he doing? He was talking shit to the band that was playing. So there was like these bands playing before us, and um, I wasn't playing. I don't play instruments, but I was there, like, but uh. The band's playing. Jake's talking shit like he does. He normally just talks shit. And these dudes got all butt hurt. And it's like, you never had a heckler in the crowd before? Mm -hmm. Like, and this dude's like 100 years old and you're letting him get on your nerves? And uh, the band gets pissed off. Jake goes outside. And I'm outside, like, drinking with Jake on the curb. And then, like, uh, and three Chinese dudes come up to us as me and Jake are sitting there. And, uh. And the dudes got bottles in their hands. They got sing towels in their hands. Like sing towel, if you know that bottle, it's like a thick ass bottle. Like you drop that thing, it's not gonna break. Mm -hmm. And uh, these dudes got bottles in their hands, and they're like trying to say something to Jake. And we're sitting down, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And I fucking get up because Jake's old. I think he's like 52 at the time, or who knows what the fuck. But I get up in front of these three dudes, and I'm like, Jake, go inside. Like, go inside, and then, like, a fight starts going on inside, and then that fight comes outside, and then Jake runs inside, and everyone, there's, like, one of our bands is playing in there, and Jake's like, cut it, cut it. He's like, everyone outside now, outside now. Like, it was them against us, and we're, like, 30 deep or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's us against all of them, and then it's just, like, a, a full-on brawl erupts, like, gnarly like this is straight out of the movies type shit like the ground is gravel like all you hear is rock and just like fools yelling in chinese and then you look over you glance and you see sammy baka just fucking bah, 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 punching this dude in the face like it was a full-on brawl like um the a funny thing about baka is he was about to have his first kid and uh he's running out to go get into this fight and uh 
And this fool Kenny Anderson, he's like, whoa, whoa, chill, Baka, you're about to have a kid. He's like, he ain't born yet. He's like, boom, and he runs out, and he's like, boom, beating the shit out of all these fools. My homie Pat Lana, fucking, um, he was inside when when Jake said, everyone out, and there was a there was a fight going on on stage, and uh, and I'm in I'm in there for this part. Fight going on on stage, and then fucking someone's getting beat up, and then I see Pat on the balcony up top, right. And this fool jumps from the top balcony onto this dude, like a floor down. He jumps, boom, lands on the guy. They both get up. He goes, bow, knocks this dude out on stage. And then we run outside, and then the the fight's going on out there. And um, what else is happening? Fucking so much shit is going down. And then I'm like amazed, dude. I'm watching this shit like from afar. I'm like, holy shit. And then like the dudes that I stood up in front of, like to to block them from beating up Jake or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see those dudes coming towards me, and then my role, my role at the um, on Skate Rock was to do like pyrotechnics, and I'd have spray paint on me just because I was painting, and I'd go on stage and I'd do like like flamethrower, right? Right. So I had paint in my pocket, and I see these dudes coming towards me, and they're like saying some shit, all pissed off, like coming at me, and I'm like, oh hell no! So I fucking they're coming at me quick, right? They were about to whoop my ass. And I cu- I pull out the can of spray paint and I have the lighter and I'm like, and I start flamethrowing these fools. And I'm like <laughs> shooting a flamethrower at their face. And they're like, ah, or whatever. And then someone looks at me. He's like, do it again, do it again. Like, cause it was pitch black mm-hmm. and they couldn't see. It, and the flamethrower was the only thing like that was lighting the way. So I go into this huge brawl, 30 on fucking 100 or whatever, right? And I'm in there and I'm flamethrowing fools like, Straight out of a movie, dude. I pulled yeah. out a flamethrower. I'm like, like lighting the way and shit. And everyone's like, imagine that you're in a big ass brawl and a flamethrower comes out. Yeah. Like, that's what was going on. And then it was like, the whole fight happened. Fools got smoked. Like, we whooped their asses. Like, it was no, 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 uh, no problem. Like, Figgy got a, Either he fell and got cut or dude slashed him with a knife, but he got a fucking cut from, like, his wrist to his elbow. It was, mm. like, 14, 14 staples or some shit. They tied him up. It looked like firecrackers. <laughs> he has a big-ass scar. It was, like, probably one of them sing towel bottles. But they were throwing bottles and shit. And um, and then we got into our van. Everyone's like, get in the van, get in the van. We get in the van, and we're leaving and we're driving past them, and it looked like a fucking like war movie where everyone's laid out, just like, uh, and their girlfriends are like holding their heads up and Jesus. like, like patting their blood and shit, and they're just like, uh, like towels on their face and shit, and we're yeah. passing by them like, holy shit, that just happened, like it was crazy, dude, trying to put up a good fight. So that fight started because Jake was dissing the band that was playing. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. How dude. many fights do you think you've been in in life if you could put a number on it? shit like one-on-one fights not not many but like crew fights like that yeah fuck i can't even count dude there was like some shit some shit went down in fucking uh in mississippi that was a gnarly one did you fight some farm boys out there so those fools have big ass hands dude there was like there was some shit going on i can't even remember i was hammered but uh but i remember they came in they thought we stole a wedding ring Somebody lost their ring during one of the mosh pits or some shit, and it was, like, all over the news. Like, skaters came and stole a ring, and we're yeah. like, what the fuck? Why do we want a ring? <laughs> like, got so much other shit to steal. But uh, 
I remember fools coming in, like big ass dudes coming into our room and yelling at us. And then, and then I look up like from a daze and fucking this fool Rainy, Rainy's a short guy and this dude was huge. And Rainy's on this dude like a koala and just punching him in the face. Mm -hmm. He's like, actually like the dude's walking around with this dude on him and he's just going, hitting him in the face. And we got the fuck out of Mississippi. It's a bad place to get stuck. Yeah, dude. We were like, we're out of here, dude. Yeah. This place is not, they fucking hang people here. We're gone. Did you paint out there? No. No. I don't think so. But everywhere I've been to, I've definitely taken, like, marker tags, paint yeah. tags. But uh, I've never been to, I've never not not rode on shit when mm. I've been to, like, places like that. What spot do you feel like you're most proud of? Shit. Most proud of? A spot that I painted? Yeah. Damn. I mean, I guess I'm proud of the ones that have been there forever. What's your, what's your like longest running feeling right now? Fuck, dude, that's a, that's hard. That's hard. Uh, I got a feeling in fucking Fort Greene from 2003. Mm. That's up top on these basketball courts. It's like right by where fucking uh where Biggie, Biggie grew up, and uh, and uh, it's in the Pratt area. You know Pratt School. Yeah, in Brooklyn. In, right? Yeah, it's in that area. And that shit's been there from 2003. That's a good one. There's some cutty-ass tags from 2002 that are, like, deep, deep, deep in Bushwick, like, Red Hook. Like, you know, people are just starting to find these tags because it's, it's uh, you know, Williamsburg is expanding to, like, you know, all of Brooklyn is going to be Williamsburg pretty much, you know? They're like, this is East Williamsburg or some shit. It's like, yeah. no, nah, that's Bushwick, dude. That's fucking, <laughs> what do you, they just call it Williamsburg because it's like the, you know, gentrification or whatever. But, uh, but people are starting to find these tags that, because we would go to like cutty parts of Brooklyn and do shit. Mm. And then people like gentrification is getting spread out so much over there that people are like, what? There's a neck face out here from fucking 2002, 2003 or some yeah. shit. But um, I don't know. I always try to do like, tags in like the most cuttiest places and then when somebody like even if one person sees it i'm always super psyched on that yeah like because i'm like what were you doing there you know like yeah. if someone saw one of those tags in the fucking in the sex tourist area of fucking thailand yeah i'd be like oh, behind the red window what you know are you doing over there i'm like a pillow behind the window yeah like, oh shit i know why i was job in here i know why i was there <laughs> i don't know what you were doing who do you think has the most tags ever yeah Shit. MQ. <laughs> yeah. Probably. That fool just empties markers. Yeah. I've seen more Malvo than anything else on my my travels. Oh, yeah, in your zone. Yeah. He's everywhere, though. Yeah, everywhere. He's everywhere. But um, who else, dude? Who else? J.A.? J.A.? Um, Dessa? I don't know who has the most tags. Shit, I think you just kind of covered it right there. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like Instagram has been, like, good or bad for just, like, graffiti in general? Ooh. Um, the one thing it's good for is documenting. It's, you know, I did some shit in SF recently with Katsu. Yeah. And that shit's gone the next day. But you put a video up and thousands of people see it. You know? Yeah, I saw the video of you in, like, Katsu's studio. Yeah. Like, doing a tag. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, man. My, my 
my whole shit is like, I don't know, dude. There, there's some people that are like really popular on Instagram, but I've never seen their shit on the streets. For real? Yeah. And it's like my, my whole thing is like, you know, I guess I'm old school, but it's like, you got to get your points on the streets and then fucking I'll look at your little Instagram, your hashtag. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, uh, but no, nah, I think it's, I think it's good just for like documenting and, and, you know, showing, showing your spots, I guess. But I don't know. There's some fools that just go to an alleyway and do some shit and put it up and they're like, what? No yeah. way. And it's like, dude, nobody's seen that. <laughs> Not for one sure. human person saw that. <laughs> it's only been viewed like on your phone. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's, uh, you know, people think it's all like it's it's fun and games until you until you get caught. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, "Oh, I want to do that. I want to I want to fucking write on some shit." Oh, this guy just wrote on some shit and now he's fucking blah, blah, blah. like, "Yeah, go do it. Go for it. help yourself." Yeah. You go out and get bagged and you're like, "Oh, this is real. I'm sleeping on a roll of toilet paper in the in the fucking jail cell, you know, and yeah. I got a felony charge." It's like, "Yeah. Get out there and get some if you want, but be careful." Fight one right now, man. Yeah, I just beat one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I just paid my final, my final, uh, my final fee. Like restitution fee or court fee? Yeah, restitution fee. Yeah. Exactly. But it was like, um, it was two grand to get bailed out, which is some bitch shit to get bailed out. But I had the money and I was like, I am not staying in here, dude. There's some white dude rapping in there. Oh, God. Where was this? <laughs> this is here in LA. LA County Jail? Yeah. There's a white dude rap. He's like, bro, I rap. He's like, I'm just, fu- I got wrapped up on some fucking some shit. He's Out of like, nowhere, he told you he's that. Like, I'm, a, like- I'm a rapper. I'm, no, I'm sitting there listening to these fucking dudes talk. He's like, I rap, and he's like, he's like, let's hear something there. So yeah. I was like, oh man. I was like, I gotta get out of here. I was like, first I gotta take a shit. I took a shit in front of everyone. Everyone was looking at me. I was like, you know, I've I've been there a, a a handful of times where I was like, I don't. No shame, dude. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Like, I got to take a shit. I'm taking a shit in jail. And then uh, this is the second time this has happened to me, but I had to wake the dude up to get the toilet paper from under his head. He was using it as a pillow. You know what I mean? I'm like, hey. I'm like, <laughs> let me get that. And then yeah. he's like, oh, oh, like Mexican dude or whatever. Just pull off a bunch of sheets and give it back to him. Go take a shit yeah. and fucking lay back down after. But uh but yeah, I had the money. I was like, "Fuck this!" It was, I got wrapped on a Friday. I was like, "Not gonna get out till Monday." Who knows when on Monday? And I was like, "Dude, I am not staying here the weekend." I was like, "If I didn't have money, I would have stayed in there. It would have been what, yeah. no problem." But I was like, "I'm out of here, dude." I had my roommate bail me out. Paid him the fucking two G's. That's a twenty thousand dollar bail, and then um, paid for the lawyer. Lawyer was five grand. Got hooked up with the lawyer. He got the felony, dropped to a misdemeanor, misdemeanor dropped to a fucking restitution ticket, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And that was it. It's uh what is that? Five, six, seven, seven thousand four hundred and twenty five dollars later. I For got, restitution? I got nothing. No, just total. Okay. Like so getting rest- bailed out, lawyer, yeah. and the fucking the fee. Yeah. Yeah. My bail was like a thousand. I was in South Dakota. Ooh. And uh it's like a lawyer was like five thousand. The restitution's gonna be ten thousand. So I'm gonna be sixteen grand down. Damn. Yeah. Or just never go there again. Yeah, but I mean at this point, like if I have a show on TV, I probably can't be like, you know, 
Because it's an extraditable state. So wow. I, I might be at the fucking Oscars or what, the Emmys or something. Wow. South Dakota police departments are going to fucking tackle me from behind. No way, dude. Yeah. The price of being on TV. Yeah, dude. What's Damn, the, what's I might the worst, have to clear uh, up some of my shit then. I was going to say, I need a, a Wait, lawyer. what's the worst uh, jail story? Yeah. I got it. I got to take a piss first. Yeah, dude. You can just piss outside if you want, dog. Yeah. We got to film it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Should we pretend to have an advertiser? I don't know. Who would we? So what happened? All right. First, I got to tell you about when I was locked up here. There was a... This is how out of it one of the dudes was in there. He fucking... Um, we got our papers and it said our bail on there. And then my shit was 20000 And then this dude... Everyone's reading their shit. And then this dude was so burnt. He's like... Fuck, fool. He's like, my shit's only $500. And everyone's like, what? Looking at him like, $500? Yeah. And then uh, one of the homies grabs his shit, and he looks at it, he's like, fool, that says $50,000. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. This dude is doomed. Can't even read the fucking zeros. What do you have to do to get a 50K bail? I have no idea, dude. I asked no, ask no questions. But he had face tattoos, and he was, he was on one. But, yeah. uh. All right, so gnarliest jail story. I've told this a couple times, but it's good every time. Uh, Dade County, Miami. Dade County, Miami is the gnarliest situation I've ever been in ever, dude. It was gnarly. And uh, so basically we're faded, running around for Art Basel or whatever. And fuck Art Basel. Every time I go there, I go to jail. Uh, so we're running around doing bad shit. Like we're being bad, like doing like throwing shit at cars, <laughs> like just hammered doing shit. We had like hell of fireworks. We're shooting off fireworks in the middle of like, um, what's the street by the, on the beach, ocean, ocean Ave or whatever. Mm -hmm. Miami beach street. The one, the closest to the water. Yeah. 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 Were yeah, you yeah. at a uh, max club deuce? Yeah. 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 You were there. Yeah. Tight. The deuce. I love the deuce. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the deuce definitely had something to do with this too, probably, because right. <laughs> we were definitely there for sure. But we're th we're lighting off like cakes, like firework boxes, like in the middle of the street. Like sh we should have gone to jail like probably like ten times before we actually did. Mm -hmm. And then we're we're like we have a huge like store display bottle of fucking Grey Goose, like mm -hmm. a big ass one like this, like a half gal. I think. Yeah. There's a big ass one like yeah. this, like. And we're drinking this thing, and we're like, oh, this looks like a good spot to paint. And uh, we don't even have paint markers on us, nothing, right? And we go to this, we jump this fence of this, like, abandoned, like, building or house or mansion or who, who knows what, right? And we're in there, and we're looking around, and we're like, oh, yeah, let's fucking go get paint, and we'll paint or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then uh, before we could come back, there's fucking cops jumping over, guns drawn. And there, I see, like, my homies getting wrapped up, like, over there. Like, they're getting bagged and shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I was, like, already close to the to the fence, like, getting ready to leave. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking dark as hell. And, um, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm wearing all black, of course. And I go and I hide. Here's the fence. And I hide in the crevice of the... Uh, there was, like, a little ditch or whatever. And I hide in the corner of the fence and the, and the, and the ditch. Right, and then I'm seeing these fools getting bagged, and they're getting like thrown back over the fence and shit. And I'm like, oh shit! And I was like, I'm about to get out. I'm about, I'm about to escape this, right? And the fucking cop, 
climbs directly over me, like steps over me, doesn't see me, right? And he's on the fence and he's climbing back over the fence to leave. And he looks down and he's like, sees me, you know, I'm like this, like fucking like curled up. And he sees me like right. I was like so close to getting away. You almost made it. Yeah. This will sees me. He's like, you motherfucker. And he dro just drops on onto his knee, like knees me. Ah, like just lands on me on his knee and fucking I get bagged. We all go in um, and we're in Dade County and it's just like gnarly. Yeah. It is the gnarliest place ever. Like fools are wiling out in there. Like it was like, it was just lawless in there. I'm trying to get like, a better picture. Like what was happening? Like, what did you see when you walked into the holding cell? I don't know. It was just like, cra it was like crazy, crazy in there. But then there was like this kid in there who got bagged for like having Coke on him or some shit, this little white kid. And, um, and this kid is in there and he's fucking crying. He's like bawling, crying. Like, like sob mode. He's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, like that and shit. And I was like, we're me and my homies. I'm in there. I'm in there with three homies. And we're just like, Oh my God, dude, the one place you're not supposed to cry is here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't you watch any movies, dude? Like, this is not yeah. the place. Like, man up. You're supposed like, to punch the first dude, straight, right? Straight. Something like that. <laughs> do something, dude. Try to look as sketchy as possible or something. But this dude's crying like a girl. Just like, ooh, ooh. And then there's, like, huge, huge-ass dudes going up to him like, shut the fuck up, motherfucker. Like, shut up. Like, there's motherfuckers in here that got a reason to cry. Quit crying, bitch. Like, all this shit, and we're like, holy shit, like, thank God this fucking dude's in here because he's taking all the heat yeah. off of us, you know what I mean? And then also there's another dude. There's another, like, a uh, uh, big white guy. He looked like a child molester. He had these little-ass glasses. His eyes were super close, and he's sitting the furthest back, and he's just, he's just staring like this. He's just staring into nothing, and we're like, nobody even talked to that dude. Like, yeah. that dude looks something. He did something, right? <laughs> And then, um, but yeah, so this dude's crying and shit. He's like, ah. and then he's like, they're like, shut the fuck up. He's like, well, I don't give a fuck. He's like, my mom's going to get me out of here. He actually said that out loud. Yes. Wow. And then the dudes are like, motherfuckers in here don't have mom, bitch. <laughs> he's like, shut the fuck. They're spitting on him and shit. And yeah. we're like, holy shit. Like this dude's getting like fucked with gnarly. And then, um, and then, uh, they bring out the fucking, uh, the Kool-Aid, they call it Kool-Aid, the Jim Jones. <laughs> it's just colored water, and they bring it out in one of those fucking Gatorade tanks or whatever, and they bring it to your cell. And we are uh, we had felony trespassing charged because trespassing is a felony out there, I mm -hmm. guess. But um, we had felony trespassing, and they gave it to the, uh, to the misdemeanor cell first. Like, misdemeanor dudes are over here, and then felons are over here. Mm -hmm. And that's why that fucking dude was just like staring into who knows what that white dude. He was in the felony tank. Yeah, we were. He, he the, must have done something fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. That's why nobody was fucking with him. And he just like had these like little ass like Incredible Hulk shorts, and he's just like just looking into nothing. And we're like, oh, what the, what did that <laughs> dude do? But uh, so they're like, fuck that. They're like, felons get the Jim Jones first. Felons get the Jim Jones first. We did a gnarlier crime. Like, why are they getting the Kool Aid first or some shit? Because they gave it to misdemeanors. And then um, time and time goes by. They gave us, like, some fucking bologna sandwiches. I only eat the bologna. And then um, I'm making, like, faces out of the bread and shit. Like, just, like, killing time or whatever. Like, making, like, little bread sculptures and shit. And the whole time, this fool's getting fucking...
getting like bitched out at or whatever. And they end up calling they ended up uh, calling him Prince. And then everything he would say would was wrong. They'd be like, they'd be like, uh, here's your food. And he's like, oh, I'm not eating that. Like, fucking, like, it has cheese or some shit. Like, saying shit like that. And dudes are like, what the fuck you say, motherfucker? Like, just like, <laughs> shit. He was blowing it so hard. You was know? he lactose like, intolerant or was he just too nervous to eat? Who knows, dude? Probably lactose. But he was like, he everything he said was wrong. You know mm. what I mean? They'd be like, he'd be like, I'm getting bailed out. And they'd be like, Oh, must be nice, motherfucker, or some yeah. shit. That's like, dude, just shut up. <laughs> but they ended up calling him Prince. And they called him Prince the whole time. They're like, shut the fuck up, Prince. They're like, they would be pissed off just walking and just spit on him. <laughs> yeah. Spit on his face. And he was like, like whatever. And then, like, and then um, what else happened? So we got thrown into, like, uh, general population with all these fools. And they're watching, like, the uh, Miami U game in there. And some fool's in there. He's like, that's my cousin. He's fucking sick as fuck. And then we're watching this football game, black and white TV. Mm. And in order to change the channel, the, the TV's like in the hallway. And they give them a, they give you a stick. And to change the channel, you put the stick through the bars to change the channel or some shit. And mm -hmm. they're like, there's no sound or whatever. But uh, they're watching the football game. And um, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. And I go and find a bunk bed. We got uniforms and shit. Like, we were in there to stay. Like, and, uh. I go to find a bunk bed and I go sit down on this bunk bed and this dude comes up to me. He's like, hey, dog. He's like, you can't sleep there. I'm like, oh, all right. And he's like, he's like, that's my bed. And I'm like, all right. And then I was like, is anyone sleeping under it? He's like, no, nah, that's all you. I was like, all right. So I go under this dude's bunk bed and it's like my face is like an inch from this dude's back or whatever, you know, mm. but it was the only place to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like laying under this bunk bed. And then um, earlier, earlier in the day, no, that's that's when we got bagged in Boston. That's not true. But <laughs> our friend, uh, our friend's aunt came and bailed us out. Like ended up getting us out of there. Like, but we were in there, like getting ready to like stay for who knows how long. But yeah. they were like called our names up, and we we're like, oh shit, we're out of here. And we all got let out at separate times. And it was so gnarly that when I got let out, I didn't know where I was at, I just ran in one direction. I got out and I looked to the left, looked to the right, and I was like, I'm running to the right. And yeah. I just ran as far as I could away from that place. I got my shit and just took off running. And then I finally when I ran out of breath, I was like I was like, all right, let me figure out where I'm at. <laughs> and then I figured mm -hmm. out where I was at. Went back um went back to the fucking house that we were staying at. Changed my shirt. I got out of my jail clothes, and then um, I went to, like, the liquor store, and I bought, like, all this pro club shit, like, just, like, you know, like, just got out of my jail clothes, bought pro club. Like, thick white tees? Yeah, white tees yeah. and, like, new shorts and shit, and then I went to the party that, that was going on or whatever, and then I was at the party, and I was like, I just got out, and everyone was like, <laughs> what? No way. And then, um, and then, yeah, Dade County was the gnarliest. That sounds gnarly. Really you know that feeling when you get out of jail and you're like, I can't believe that people think this could rehabilitate someone. Oh man! Like it just the, how horrible the experience is. Like it's just such a terrible experience to be in jail, and like yeah. the only opportunity for you in there is like criminal networking. Like you're more likely to meet some sketchy fool who would like give you work outside of jail than you are to ever like reflect on what you did. <laughs> yeah, and think about it. We're in there for like 
at the most, what, two days, a weekend yeah. or some shit. These dudes are in there for months, years. And county, too, with new fucking fresh blood every day, cycling through, like, trying to get bailed out. Just that constant environment of anxiety of, like, full like It's like that revolving door. Died. One died. It doesn't matter, though. We got two We got two rocking. At this point, no one's fucking even watching the screen. Yeah. We're, we're approaching the podcast length now. Yeah. We're about an hour in the game. So, yeah, it was a fast hour, right? Yeah. It's my first podcast. This shit's, shit's pretty fun, bro. I did um I did that Nine Club podcast, and that was four hours. Was it fun? Yeah. Four hours is crazy. Yeah. Damn. But I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just got stories like, for days. Yeah. It's like if I was, like, struggling on answering questions, I'd be like, uh, when are we going to end this or whatever? But yeah, I got answers. <laughs> Definitely. So as far as, like, New York gentrifying and whatnot, like, I'm sure you have some perspective on that, but for me, like every art student I know from every like suburban state in the country, like Connecticut, Indiana, like it's all destination Bushwick. Oh yeah, Bushwick is the destination, and Bushwick is even is even expensive now. But before it used to be downtown. Like LES was like you would go to New York to live there because yeah. it was the cheaper cheaper zone. You know what I mean? But then everyone got pushed out to fucking Williamsburg. And then all the, like, skaters and artists and shit were all living in Williamsburg. And then everyone's like, oh, this is where all the young people are. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, this is the new spot, Williamsburg. And then Williamsburg gets blown out. And Williamsburg gets gentrified because all the all the, the, the hip kids make it cool over there. Vice. And that gets blown out. Yeah. And then fucking it starts spreading. And then it's just like, you know, Bushwick's like, I guess, one of the last neighborhoods that's just getting touched. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty far gone. But yeah, that Bushwick's fucking. You know, I I, when I went out there last, and I was in Bushwick, and we were going to like coffee shops and shit out there. I was yeah. like, what? There wasn't shit out here. There wasn't even delis out here. Like this is crazy. Is there an area of LA that you feel that same way about? What that it was that it's changed? Yeah, like on an extreme level like that. I mean, you know what? Like in in LA, like. So this is how I think about it. In L.A., when I see that shit happen, it's expected. You know what I mean? Like, if I see a fucking organic dog food place pop up, I'm not like, what? This was this before or whatever. I'm like, ah, of course, it's fucking L.A. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I, like, I'm not tripping like at all. You know what I mean? But, like, when you're in New York and you start seeing that shit happen to New York, like, you're like, New York's supposed to be raw, rough, and rowdy. You know what I mean? And then when you see... Their, their neighborhoods and shit getting taken over. You're like, what? Mm -hmm. This is happening here? Like, you guys are letting this happen to your city? Like, what the fuck? And mm -hmm. so it's like more of a more of a, a impact when it's, ha when it's happening to a place that you never thought it would happen at. But in L.A., if some shit turns into a fucking plastic surgery spot, you're not really surprised. It's like typical. I mean? Yeah. What about the Bay? I mean, SF smoked. SF is like... There's still some gnarly shit. There's still the tenderloin in SF, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's pretty teched out over there. And um, my friends, I got friends that are still out there that are still keeping it raw. And uh, if I didn't have those, those friends there, I wouldn't go out there. Yeah. It's just like, you know, my friends my friends are like the, the rawest thing that are still there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're, they're starting to get pushed out. Yeah. So it's like fools are starting to move to Oakland. And then Oakland's becoming like the Williamsburg, you know what I mean? And then like Oakland's starting to get expensive. And now people are getting pushed out to like 
further and further and shit. So it's like it's happening everywhere. But you ever think about just giving up on some of these these places and just like fucking around with like cities that you can just do your own thing in, like Kansas City or like Albuquerque or something, like a city that that where you don't have to constantly deal with that like that cycle of like people being pushed out and like things getting fried and like you having to like don't trip. There goes that one. Do you ever feel like you just want to go to like a fucking weird ass place and just like make your own shit happen? Not yet. To me, this is a weird ass place, LA. And it's like I I'm so in my own world that I could like I could pretty much be anywhere, you know what I mean? But like I'm out here because the weather, obviously, the fucking skating. You know, I skate every day and uh I got so many homies out here, but for me as long as I'm like, you know, like, you know, this seeing that shit happen kind of motivates me because I'll see like the craziest like LA to LA out LA out people, you know, like Hollywood, plastic surgery, Beverly Hills type shit, you know, I see that and I'm just like, all right, just don't be that. Just be everything opposite of that and you'll be good. And I'm like, you know, so so I see all I see all this shit happening and I'm like, all right, just go against I I've always gone against the grain, you know? So seeing that kind of motivates me to be like, all right, I'm I'm the only weirdo, you know? I like being the only weirdo. And uh and I just see these people and I'm like, all right, just don't be that. Fuck that dude, you know? It, I turned the negative into a positive. Yeah. You know, like I got a fucking um I got a painting that I did of a guy shooting off a a, a couple's faces with a shotgun that they're talking about their yoga mats. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's inspired from here. And it's like funny, you know, I hear people talking about their yoga mats. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, what the fuck is this? You never done yoga before? No way. (laughs) I haven't either. Liquid yoga. What's that? What's that mean? (laughs) That means you fucking, instead of stretching, you drink a bunch of beers then you get loose. Yeah. Good to go. Like physically bloated. (laughs) Yeah. No, you get loose. Like before skating. Yeah. You just drink some beers and you're like, oh, my fucking knee or like, I wish I would have stretched or whatever. You drink a couple beers. You're like, what stretch? Yeah. (laughs) And then when you think about, you know, gentrification, you just remember. What is that? Go. What happened? So I blew their, blew their faces off on the paper. I'm saying what happens? More hoes. More hoes. Straight (laughs) up. More hoes. And then, um, but yeah. I, I I see whack ass people and I get inspired. Mm. It's funny. Like I used to live on Melrose and see like the worst worst people every day. There's some swag demons out there. And it's like I'd rather see some like worse. I you know that shit's all. That's like a TV show. You know I just turn I just walk outside and watch the show. Yeah, it's like funny. That place is fucking crazy. The Melrose mix. Oh my god, it's crazy now. When I lived there, it wasn't that crazy. Now it's nuts. Like fucking shoes and yeah, I resell saw, and everything. Even obviously during the pandemic right now, I saw like forty people masked up in a line for this like not that sick shoe store, and I'm like, what are you guys trying to get? Cool kicks. Yeah, cool kicks. It's called cool kicks, bro. I'm getting some weak ass it's fucking some weak ass recycled Air Max shit. Like I've been rocking the, the TNs. What's that? It's like this Air Maxes that they like rock in Australia, like all the jailbirds out there. It's like the Sick. Air Max TNs that fools like stab each other and like, like bogans wear. Sick. Yeah. Hell yeah. But fucking, what do you think about those kids? Who? Melrose Swag Demons. Oh man. 
they're gonna find out real quick that none of that shit matters. Yeah. <laughs> What's you know, like when the shit hits the fan, what are your shoes gonna do? Cards full? It's good. We'll just keep rocking. Two minutes left, so. Oh, good. See, we got the new cameras in here. We got this is a four cam podcast. This is serious. Damn, we deaded three already. Yeah. I know. Yeah, but these uh, I know what you mean. I feel kind of bad for a lot of these kids. Like, I feel like they have like Ohio vibes. Yeah, they think that that they think that having the newest gear is gonna make them sick, and it's like, dude, it's not. It's like, you got cool. You got every Jordan. Cool. You got every jersey. Every throwback big head shirt nba big head or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. but you can't fucking hold a conversation so what do you think makes somebody sick i think what makes somebody sick is doing whatever the fuck they want and not caring what other people think mm -hmm. doing your own thing like you do your own shit you're not copying anybody mm -mm. you know what i mean i'm not copying anybody my homies aren't copying anybody they're just them you know what i mean they're not like damn i gotta get the newest fucking uh, Gucci sweater or whatever that comes out. I gotta get this Travis Scott shit, and then fucking maybe I'll be, I'll be cool. But it's like, nah, dude, just fucking hold the conversation, talk to someone, and fucking be outside and hang out with your friends. Don't so, fucking. So why do you think they like they're so pushed toward that like consumerism shit? Like fuck, I have yeah. no idea. They just see that shit on TV, Instagram. They fucking think that likes matter. It's yeah. like, dude, until your likes start adding up to money. They don't mean shit. Right. You know what I mean? It's like that whole, like, cool, you got a million likes on that photo, but for what? Nothing. But it's like, all right, you got a million likes and you got a shirt on that you made that you're going to sell. Mm. There you go. There it cool, is. Cool, you're smart. There you go. You're mm -hmm. thinking. But it's like, I don't know. I think it's some Instagram. I think it's some Instagram shit where it's like everyone's like, everyone has the same shit, dude. And it's like, I'm trying to just, I'm trying to be, the most not same shit as anybody can be. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, against the grain. Go against the grain, dude. Do your own shit. Damn, my uncle Jeff just texted me. He's like, he's like, yo, are you interviewing Neckface? No way. How's yeah. he know? He's sick. Should we FaceTime him in right now? <laughs> uncle Jeff? Yeah. Should we, should we say what's up to him? Yeah. Oh, Michael Jeff's sick. How old is he? I think he's like 35 or something. He's like an old school skater from Westchester. Yo, yo, yo. We tried to FaceTime you and say what's up. Uncle Jeff. <laughs> what's up, man? Damn, you look too young to be an uncle, dude. <laughs> yeah, well. How old are you? Uh, 25. I just had to bring you into the podcast real quick. We're doing a podcast, and I was like, my Uncle Jeff's the shit. Sick. I appreciate it. Yeah. What's the worst thing he's ever taught you? Uh, Probably the... We, we saw that movie Funny People back in the day. Do you remember that movie Funny People? Like, I was 12 years old. It's like a... Judd Apatow movie with like insane sexual sexual dialogue and my grandparents and mom were like kind of not trying to have me see shit like that. Yeah, but it was sick because me and Uncle Jeff used to do like the we used to do shit in New York that I wasn't allowed to do. Remember? Yeah, well, yeah I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, dude. He was the first family member of mine to figure out that I smoked weed. Oh. I don't know how. Of course, dude. It didn't take much no, because I was rapping about blunts, and my aunt, I don't think she knew what I was talking about. And Uncle Jeff was like, no, he smokes blunts of, like, weed. And I was like, fuck. And then and my whole family just knew that I was high. Of course, that the summer, uncle. Eighth grade summer, family vacation hit different because fools knew that I was <laughs> THC powered. It's 
always the uncle. My uncle Gabriel was like, you smoke weed? He's like, I was like, nah. He's like, well, if you want to smoke weed, get it from me and I won't tell your mom or whatever. I'm like, that's a classic <laughs> uncle right there, dude. That's what an uncle's supposed to do. Yeah. Yep. Well, fucking shout out to the MVP Uncle Jeff right here. <laughs> All right, man. Good talking to you. All right. Peace, man. Fucking awesomest uncle of all time. <laughs> uncle Jeff's the shit. All uncles. Dude. He's my uncle-in-law. That's why. I'm actually an uncle now. I just turned into an uncle. My little brother had a baby. And now I'm an uncle. So now I got to roll. I got to give this fool his weed for the first time. I got to give him his first Playboy. Yeah. All that good shit that uncles do. You're probably going to give him the Playboy. He's going to be bummed. He's going to go online and be like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some girl I know, she's like all fired up that she's in Playboy. I'm like, I'm about to go buy the issue. She's like, it's online only. Uh, Playboy's online only? Yeah. Dude. And I was like, well, that's weak, dude. And I was like. So you can't like discover it? Like the centerfold's like stuck together? No, I can't even fucking get the pages and put them on the wall or nothing. I'm not even print it out. I don't got a printer. Yeah. You don't have a printer? No. Damn. I go to Kinko's. Do they ever freak out when they... I remember one time, like, I tried to get, like, a disposable camera adapted and it had, like, some, like, POV, like, <laughs> POV, like, blowjob shots. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, like, in-action tagging photos. And then I went in to get it and they, like, wouldn't give me the photos. I guess someone on, like, the developing side. It was actually Walgreens in Seattle. I guess they had, like, seen it or some shit. And, like, they were just, like, not going to give it to me. That's fucking weak, dude. Yeah. That is whack. They're supposed to have your back because they already have a shitty job. Fucking working at Walgreens. Dude, it's always the low-level employees who, like, inherit the fucking aggressive attitude of, like, the people who yeah, don't Yeah, do you think anything. you're going to run fucking Walgreens and own the store? That's why loss prevention blows my mind. What's loss prevention? Just, like, when you were, like, if you ever get caught racking, like, at a, some shitty chain store, and one of these employees, like, your age, is, like, like so fucking angry at you. Was blowing me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I you told ever, you to turn your phone off. I mean, I did until Uncle, we had to tap him <laughs> on Uncle Jeff. You ever be like trying to like take something stupid like at Walmart? Someone like freaks out. Like superheroes? You, no, but like an employee your age. Oh. It blows my mind. Like, like never dude, had that let, before? No, just like, but I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. like, dude, just let it go, man. It's fucking. Yeah, like George tried to waistband a big crate of blueberries. He put it in his waistband, <laughs> and people were fucking pissed at him. <laughs> I wish he was still out there to tell the story, but yeah, they, they were like beefing, like. Heavy. What do you care about these blueberries for? Exactly. All right, well, this is the podcast. About to wrap it up. What's it called? I don't know. Which I don't know what the podcast is going to be called. I don't want to call it the All Gas, No Breaks podcast because that seems just kind of like green thumb to be like, it's just like, I don't want to just. Got to branch out to to a new new level, dude. Yeah, I want to brand it in a way that is like a little bit different. RV, I really like the name RV Talk. RV Talk. Because we've already kind of built that as, like, the setting for the show. But I just, like, don't want people to think it's, like, some van life, like, Santa Barbara tapestry shit. RV, RV Talk. RV Talk. RV. 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 RV Talk. RV there yet? RV there yet? <laughs> <laughs> what if it was, like, here, should I go to the suggestions real quick? Because I got, I got 4,000 suggestions, but some yeah. of them were pretty fucking. RV Talk. Some of them were tight. Somebody said underbelly. It's terrible. Underbelly? Yeah. Uh, fully chubbed. People are just saying, people are just trolling me right now. The gas station? No. No. Uh, 
All pod, no breaks. You said all pod, no cast. You like that one? All Uh, pod, no cast. I mean, yeah, but then when you start something else out, it's going to have to be all something, no something. Right. I just like RV talk because that's what this is, right? Yeah, We're in RV. Our fucking cameras are dying all the time. Yep. This setup is grimy. RV talk. But how can you separate it from RV talk to, to RV podcast? I don't know. RV talk. RV talk. Is that what it is? Yeah. This is RV talk. Yeah, yeah. You're watching. First episode. That's the only active camera. RV talk. RV talk. First episode, we deaded three cameras. Episode one. Episode one. Nasty neck. 90 minutes. You'll never get back. And we got hell in the background. It's hot in here. We were in Central Africa, but those days are over. Yep. All right, shit. We killed that one, huh? (laughs) 